before we get into more nitty gritty, well, not really nitty gritty, we're turning into the light part of the show now. <laughs> Entertainment and uh, different stories and stuff going on. I, I heard an interesting question during the week and I thought I'd throw it at you, Claire. What's your favourite road in the world? In the, in the world... This is a tough one. I wish I wish I wish I wish I wish I was given more time. There are so yeah, I mentioned it during the song, but <laughs> there are some brilliant ro- roads that you you can associate with a memory, I suppose. That there there are those, but then there are ones that you just love from the moment you walk down them. Generally, yeah. walk rather than drive. I think okay, this is again. No one's going to understand where this is coming from, but the road I used to go to a school that was ten minutes from me, and the drive there every morning. Still to this day, if I, if I can go home the back roads, I always will. It's the most beautiful drive, real countryside, and every time I drive it, it's just such a nostalgic feel to it. And there's also a song, it's again a very niche song. It's called The Road to Ballysteen, which is where I'm from. And every time I drive that road, I always play that song. And it's always the line is always The Road That Leads to Heaven, The Road to Ballysteen. So there's, we should have mentioned that in our travel segment earlier on, Fulcher, Ireland. Travel to Ballysteen. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's the place to be. There are too many to decide between. I, I, there are some I love in Mayo, some I love in Galway and Dublin. Um, there's a lovely bog road outside Swinford in County Mayo that's really? just have, 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 and a sunset. On oh, a sunset, sunset walk. Nice, nice. Have you ever seen Connor Pass in Kerry? No. It's an awful road, but it's beautiful. <laughs> no, that, that the no it's beautiful. It's beautiful to be on it. You're like wow, but it's um, it's like a very it's a single lane. But there's n- it's not a one-way traffic. Mm-hmm. So you can meet a car there and one of you has to reverse until you can get in to let them pass. Oh, God. But it is beautiful. It's worth the pain, I think. And there's also, have you ever done the... Sorry, again, um, you've never been to Kerry. I always forget that. The Sleahead Drive in no. Kerry, I would say, is beautiful. Beautiful. Sleahead Drive, that's another thing to do then if you're in your car. Unfortunately, a lot of our travel suggestions... We're not great for the environment on the show. <laughs> <laughs> We're not great for the environment on the show. Or despite, despite our best uh, efforts. Yeah. Entertainment-wise, have you been up to anything over the last few weeks? You wanted to talk about the animated film genre. Yes, I suppose because I haven't been up to anything um, entertainment-wise in the last couple of weeks because of exams. But something I always do when I found out this is a very... I, not everyone does this when I'm doing notes, whether it be in the library or at home, I will put, obviously in the library, put my AirPods in and I will have an animated film, always animated film, on the background and just have it on when I'm doing notes and I found it so comforting because I'm focused on the notes and I'm focused on the movie. What kind of animated films? Oh, The Goats, The Greatest of All Time. We're talking B-movie. We're talking Romeo and Juliet, Flushed Away, The Fantastic Mr. Fox. These are my movies. And what is it about them that fascinates you or that, that you enjoy so much? I think, I don't know, because I suppose it's not real. It's not real emotion you're seeing played out on screen. But they're just, I love them. I think, I suppose, a lot of them... B-movie and Flushed Away in particular I would associate so much with my childhood Flushed Away was one of my favourite films growing up um, also obviously Shrek and stuff like that as well but I just find they're just really easy to watch they're very easy movies to watch and I find them very good very comforting when I'm doing notes as well because they have that nostalgic kind of tie to them um, and I, I always I remember I got, to, I got to an age when I was like oh like animated films are for like children and then I saw The Fantastic Mr Fox when I was like 16 because I started getting into Wes Anderson and loving his films I saw Fantastic Mr Fox and I was like oh maybe animated films don't have to be for children I find it completely different animated films are probably the best of this but um you mentioned there about them not being real that's something that you like as in the I, I, I need to clarify that as well I think because I feel like the, do you see a movie and they're really dramatic and they're f- very 
facial expressions are very distraught and stuff. I feel like it's it's not like that in animated films. Okay. Um, Could be wrong. I, what I was going to get out there is that I don't particularly like the fantasy side of things. I've been watching a good few films over the last few weeks, new releases and um, things on Netflix, one of which was Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, one of the, the latest Marvel movies starring Benedict Cumberbatch. And it's this story about uh, Doctor Strange, of course, uh, this relatively new Marvel character. And what I found was that it was so... Um, abstract story-wise I, I, I fictitious stories are good to to an extent but it was so um unbelievable i can't say i yeah i suppose i'm like huge into the fantasy genre as well but also with animated films i don't know i think they're like really the problems they're facing are so human yeah but to put it this way anyway doctor strange in the multiverse of madness a very long film really um quite cringy at points they, they, they were very set up laughs Benedict okay. Cumberbatch carries the film because he's one of those actors who's very versatile he can act in a lot of things and you yeah, still yeah, yeah. enjoy it um, but you'd have to be a real Marvel fan to be uh, engrossed in it for the whole film there were a number of people in the cinema around me who fell asleep and I nearly fell asleep as well uh, so it was not the greatest uh, support of the not, not the greatest indicator of support for the film although uh, the act the cast is very good nice graphics um, at times it, ju- it just lacked suspense I think I, for thought, a Marvel I feel film. like I feel like I know maybe again I could be wrong on this or people might agree I feel like with the Marvel the Marvel Cinematic Universe they're throwing out movies for the sake of throwing out movies because they know they're bankable yeah this is true. It, it it did feel like they were squeezing it. Okay. That it was trying. Yeah. It was Marvel trying to be more Marvel or something like that. It, mm. it just didn't feel uh, real. Yeah. And it, it it was a bit disappointing. Besides that, I saw a, a very good film. Well, an interesting film yesterday. Operation Mincemeat. It's about the operation um, set up by the the British security forces to convince Hitler that uh, the Allies were invading Greece rather than Sicily, so he would divert Nazi troops to Greece uh, rather than Sicily. Now, big win about this film is that it's based on a true story. Well worth it. You can watch the film yourself to find out if it's uh, if the mission was a success or not. Uh, Colin Firth, fantastic, another a fantastic actor, in my opinion, a very versatile actor, is also in that one. So he, um, it's well worth a watch. One of the letdowns about the film is that because it's fully based on a true story, they can't really um, go and move away from it and make it more action-packed. They can't really yeah. add explosions. They have to stick really to the letter of the story because they didn't... I respect it though. Respect I respect that. at the same time because sometimes people will say based on a true story then they add so many extraneous other elements, different lot, elements yeah. and then you don't know what's true and what's false. That's definitely one to look out for. Another one on Netflix, it's been out for a few years' time, a French rhythm, Les Antouchables. It's about um, the bond created between a, a carer from one of the banlieues, the, the, the the, the suburbs in Paris who starts taking care of a wealthy aristocrat a lovely heartwarming um, heart touching film with humour uh, tears everything uh, it's just Wrenching. superbly yeah. done and even the fact that you can appreciate it with English subtitles as well says a lot about yeah. it have you seen it? I, mean, I have 
many moons ago. I can vaguely remember it, and I really, really liked it. It was a lovely, genuine film. And yeah. it, it could be really done poorly. It, if it was a Hollywood yeah. film, they could it do it. It poorly. could be extremely cringy. And yeah. oh, heart, you'd be right. I like those heartwarming films that are still funny. But there are two films to yeah. watch out for, particularly Les Antouchables, if you haven't seen it, I-N-T-O-U-C-H-A-B-L-E-S, and Operation Mincemeat. If you're looking for something to go to in the cinema, Operation Mincemeat is definitely up there. Uh, we'll be back after the break to review the college year and also give advice to new incoming NUIG students.